This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 554 of the Dressage Radio Show, official podcast of the United States Dressage Federation on the Horse Radio Network, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, Total Saddle Fit, and SureFit Equine Stability Program. On today's show, we have a couple of guests that help us review the USDF Sport Horse Prospect Development Forum, and then regular guest Wendy joins us to talk about equine vacationing. After that, we have a great trainer tip from Jessica Spracklin. Stanfield from Loxahatchee, Florida. And this is Philip Parks from Rockwood, Ontario, and you're listening to the Dressage Radio Show. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Reese. How are you doing this week? We have Glenn on the show, too. He never stops by anymore. Hi, guys. I just miss you, so I thought I'd stop by and say hi. <laughs> Actually, Jimmy was busy, so she made me do it. So. <laughs> I know. Jimmy was busy. Yeah. I was like, I thought Jimmy was supposed to produce for us, but hey, I we got, love it when you stop by. I got to congratulate you guys, because you were part of a big announcement this week. We were? Yeah. The Horse Radio the, yeah. Network hit 10,000 episodes. That's amazing. I, that is amazing. And you're... And we're, we're like... 500 of those. 550. 550 of those. That is correct. And yeah, 10,000 episodes for an independent network about a very specific topic is pretty incredible. So, Well, it's not that. There's a lot in the horsey thing, right? Yeah, but I mean, you know, as niches go, we're not talking about something that affects everybody. You know, yeah, like, you know, like true. like politics or you know that kind of thing, where other podcasts yeah. are covering things that affect everybody. So it is kind of nichey that way. I have some stats for you if you want to hear them. Oh yeah, yeah totally want to hear. Them. <laughs> I love stats. All right, yeah, bring stats. So we've done ten thousand episodes plus now. I think it's like ten thousand two hundred, but I'd never noticed. <laughs> so we've had over thirteen thousand guests. That's thirteen thousand guests talking about horses. I best I can tell, I kind of lost track years ago. Um, you guys have millions of downloads, and with the Horse Radio Network, I think we're probably approaching twenty million. We average, if I average out all the shows at forty-four minutes per episode, that equals four hundred forty thousand minutes of programming, which comes out to seven thousand three hundred thirty-three hours, which is close to an entire year <laughs> of <laughs> program. <laughs> Oh what are we going to do if we pick up if we pick up like new listeners? How are they ever going to go back and listen to listen to all the? <laughs> they won't. <laughs> go um, work. <laughs> you won't. And then we've had over sixty sponsors on the on the network. Fortunately, we've had a lot of sponsors stay for a very long period of time, like Kentucky Performance Products since the beginning, and we've done over twelve thousand commercials. <laughs> not, not too many podcasts and networks can say that either. By the way, I've bought sixty-one mics, five mixers. And 10 computers when I wrote this, and I bought another two this week, and I had three die. It's been a bad technology week. So, yeah, we've had, we've had some big numbers here at the Horse Radio Network. Awesome. That's well, congratulations. Cool. congratulations. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. And thank it's you guys really for all your help and hanging around for three months and doing this. I really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the joke, everybody, that <laughs> I said I would do this for three, three months. months. Six years or whatever. Yeah, but, three uh, months, it's been fun. Years. We really enjoyed it. Six we... years, and she's teaching classes. She just taught a class on podcasting <laughs> Tuesday <laughs> night, too. I was a speaker on podcasting, which was really amazing. Jemmy, who's normally, he, not normally our producer, but one of our producers is, is down here. She is 
the, I guess, organizer of the Palm Beach Podcasting Association, I think. And uh, she asked me if I would come. Well, Glenn was supposed to come, but he had jury duty. Yeah. So I, I got to fill in, but it was so fun. And it was really, you know, it was great to talk to people who... I mean, some people had five episodes and some people, you know, so it was amazing to be like, wow, you know, we, Phil and I do this every week. So we're, we don't even think about it anymore. And it was pretty cool to, to, and people are like, how did you, how have you done that many episodes? And I was like, I don't, I actually don't know. We just show up every week. We grab some guests. You yeah. talk for an hour and you're good, right? <laughs> we it's true, and we get to do so, do some amazing things and cover some amazing amazing things. So it's pretty cool. So we just uh, this week uh, I did not have my partner in crime Philip here, which was a bummer. But I did cover the USDF Sport Horse Prospect Development Forum uh, that was here actually in my neighborhood. I biked I biked down, which was pretty cool, and uh, so that was a great week. So we've had a busy week. It is a very busy week right now. Uh, actually, the five star is going on. Actually, the Grand Prix is going out as we speak. That's how much I love you guys that I didn't go to the Grand Prix <laughs> Five Star. <laughs> so that's going on. We have a horse show. There's the Five Star, and then there's a horse show in our neighborhood this weekend. So lots and lots of stuff going on, which is really fun. So we have lots to report on next week. Well, actually, next week is our week off because Phil is on holiday. And I uh, can I do an announcement about that quick? Yeah. Yes. Uh, starting next week, normally on your week off every month, we do best ofs, uh, and we're excited to announce that Stacy Westfall who, of course, has been on this show before and is world-renowned, multiple world champion in many different disciplines and very popular, is going to start doing a Western dressage episode on the weeks you're off. So So we're going to be incorporating a little Western dressage. We're recording our first one next week, and it'll be out next week. So thank you to Stacey Westfall. She volunteered and actually wanted to do it. So... And she's bomb.com. <laughs> I mean, she's amazing. We've we worked love together. Her as part of the mm-hmm. Horse yeah. Network she, family. She's great. Yeah, she's great. And, and when we worked together, actually, when she was in Kentucky, she's no, she's no longer in Kentucky, which was such a bummer. I kind of cried a little when she left. She's just great. So we are very excited to have her join our team as well. It'll so be great. Add a little Western to this mix. I know, right? I'm all for it. I I took some lessons. Stacy and I switched horses. It was awesome when when she came to my house for lessons. It was great. So glad she's joining. It's really fun. Well, guys, I think we should jump right into this. Our first guest tonight is one of my former assistants and actually just a great person. We're so and rider. We're so excited to have Jessica Spracklin Gaston on the program. Well, tonight we are so happy to have back on the show, Jessica Spracklin Gaston. Last time she was on, we didn't have the Gaston part. Jessica, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. How's it going? It is great. We are so happy to have you back as a married lady. That's so exciting for all of us. (laughs) (laughs) And you were just down visiting us in Florida. It was so fun to have you back. Jess has been part of our team for many, many years, and she's also one of the newest USDF gold medalists. So congratulations on that, Jess. (laughs) I know. And she is the owner of a majestic dressage in Ohio. She's moved back to Ohio with getting married. So Jess, you were down here seeing the USDF Sport Horse Prospect Development Forum, weren't you? Yeah, it was great. I flew specifically in last week so I can come to the forum and spend two days watching great trainers. So it was absolutely amazing to watch some good riders there. It was. I mean, there were some really, really fantastic horses. Um, what were some of the yeah. takeaways that you you brought from from the forum? I really, I really walked away from it with a new appreciation for 
Developing a younger horse, especially a young horse, and thinking about its future, not only as the horse and down the road, what it's going to do, but as an athlete and as it's going to be somebody's dance partner and how to educate them both emotionally and really take your time in doing that. I thought Scott Hassler did a really good job of making that a focus of the form. Yeah. And we had, we were able to see some really amazing horses, but also some horses, Mm -hmm. um, you know, we saw some really amazing young horses and then we saw some I'm, average is maybe a little too harsh, but we didn't see all amazing superstars, <laughs> which was, I thought was well, cool. No. I mean, I, I think that was great to kind of see and each challenge that each of the horses brought, wouldn't you say? Oh yeah. And I thought it was really fun because there were young horses and they were being young horses. You know, they came into the ring and it was a big, scary environment. You know, some of them had only been there for like 15 minutes the day before. And there was, you know, some tight, nervous horses that had to be worked through and calmed down. And it was really nice to be able to see good trainers and good coaches and good riders work through those issues that we all have. And so what were some takeaways that you had from, from each trainer? Well, Scott, I kind of always already touched on, but Scott really focused on being a coach to each horse. And I really appreciated that from him. I really liked how Willie Art really redefined and for me at least it refreshed my ideas of controlling the shoulders he focused on that a lot with a lot of different horses and it helped every single horse every single horse that had an issue that he focused on controlling the shoulder with the outside rein and every horse became straighter and became more rhythmic and improved through yes. it so that was fun to see yeah that was and then, really cool yeah I really liked, they had Craig Stanley as a guest speaker and he focused on more of a natural horsemanship groundwork approach. And that was good to see. I think it's a piece that we riders like to kind of jump over and get right to the writing, but it was nice to have that a little bit highlighted and reminding us that it's important. Yeah. And you, you work with, with a lot horse. of young horses, right? As well. I mean, you, you kind yeah. of know and work and, and do a, you know, a good, a fair bit of mount groundwork and, and that type of thing. Yeah. And, and it's really important. And that was, I also thought it was just a good reminder. You know, I typically have older yeah. horses. I don't work with so many babies, but you know, even with the older horses, you sometimes you're like, Hmm, wait a minute. That horse isn't standing right. the way he should. And, or you know, it's exactly. a good reminder. It's just discipline on our parts. And it's so easy to just be like, oh, just get me on their back. It'll be fine. But no, that every horse can stand and be quiet and be a gentleman on the ground, you know? Yes. No, I thought that that was great. And and I just going back to the straightness piece, I think that was also both trainers mm-hmm. highlighted, you know, how important the straightness piece is and, and yeah. the alignment piece. Because most of the young, we did see some older horses, some six and seven year olds. So they aren't so young. Mm-hmm. But the the real little ones, you know, it was great to see how even when they were that young that they were working on the alignment. That was one of the things that I sort of took away from it, which I I really appreciated. So I I thought it was a great conference. Was there anything else that you kind of took away from it? I really, I mean, I just enjoyed walking away from it and the fact that it was really focused on that we're training up athletes you know, and it's important what we're doing. And these are our partners and going to go on and potentially like in my, in my case, going to be other people's partners. And I enjoyed that aspect of it. And that Scott and Willie, they both touched on that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did too. I thought that was great. Well, Jess, how can our listeners find you online? Because you're now close to Dayton, Ohio, right? I am. Yes. They can find me on Facebook and Instagram. I'm Majestic Dressage. Majestic is a K at the end. And that's probably the best way to get a hold of me is through that. Fantastic. Well, we look forward to seeing you and continuing to hear how your training business is going. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Reese. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. The horse that matters to you matters to Kentucky Performance Products. Managing horses can be challenging. Each horse's personality affects the way he behaves and reacts to the world around him. Horses with certain dispositions can be at higher risk for developing health problems than others. High-strung or excitable horses are easily stressed, but so is the timid, quiet warrior. Stressed horses are more likely to develop digestive upsets that lead to colic, diarrhea, and ulcers. Nalox Advanced was specifically developed to support a digestive tract that is under stress. It sustains proper pH levels, reducing the incidence of ulcers and hindgut imbalances, while simultaneously supporting the healing of damaged tissue. Nalox Advanced supports the complete digestion of starches and sugars and sustains populations of beneficial bacteria. Make life a little easier on your sensitive horse and start him on Nalox Advanced today. To learn more about the ingredients in Nalox Advanced, visit Kentucky Performance Products at kppusa.com. today we are so excited to have Alexander Gaynor on the program. She rode in the Sport Horse Prospect Development Forum and USCF just held this week. Alex, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, you rode a beautiful horse, Limoncello Equitop, owned by Impulsions LLC and Kathy Witters, correct? Correct, yep. Great, well tell us about him. He is so lovely. I really enjoyed your session. Oh, thank you so much. He is a 2016 KWPN gelding by Negro and out of Scandic, a Scandic mare anyways. And I imported him in September, he arrived. And so we haven't been, you know, a really good partners yet, but we're still learning to know each other. And so I basically, I imported him right off a of video. I actually never sat on him, so I got really lucky. And yeah, it's just been fun getting to know him. That is, and, and you are also a recent USDF gold medalist on a thoroughbred, correct? That you trained yourself. Yes, correct. And I've ridden him for about 10 years now. <laughs> yeah. So having so. a new partnership is really interesting, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot different. So, but it's great. It's been great. Oh, fantastic. So you rode with Scott, right? During the clinic. Yes. I rode with Scott Hassler both days and he was phenomenal teacher. He's super articulate with his teaching and his words and, you know, his, he's got great metaphors for his teaching, which is really helpful. Yeah. So what were some metaphors that you learned during your session? Oh, good question. I don't know if I could actually answer that. Right <laughs> my tongue. You know, I mean, besides the metaphors, a lot, what I took back is that, you know, I have to be my horse's coach and I have to be, you know, I have to keep him accountable for working himself. You know, I can't constantly tell him what to do and he has to actually work on his own. And so we did a lot of, you know, forward off my leg and then very quiet with my leg and then forward off my leg and then quiet off my leg. So 
yeah, I mean, that was probably the most helpful piece that he taught me, you know, that I already knew, but it's always great to emphasize it and to make sure that I am doing that, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so um, you're writing a four-year-old, right? Is, that's correct, right? You said he was yeah. a 2016. Yeah. So maybe you can articulate for us uh, what the expectations for for a, a four-year-old or your horse are coming f- towards this, this show season. What are you working on for the show season? What, what do you plan to do? You know, he's super talented, so a lot of the things are easy for him, but mainly, you know, I don't have any real direction with him actually the show season because I'm still getting to know him, but we're working on a lot of the first level movements, some leg yields, some lengthenings, really just teaching him to kind of go into the bridle and take the correct contact and be, you know, forward moving on his own and that he doesn't require too much leg all the time. And, you know, and the biggest thing for me is getting him out and seeing things and getting him to know, you know, the show atmospheres. And that was, that was what was so great about the forum was that it was, you know, an, a little bit more scary atmosphere, but it wasn't over the top with a lot of things happening. So there was a crowd, but it was quiet. And, you know, mainly I was the one horse in the ring and it was just a great opportunity to get him out there. Yeah. I, I thought you did a great job. And that was, how did you kind of prepare for that? Because uh, didn't you guys, you trained a little bit on the Sunday before the clinic, right? How did that work? Yeah, so we they had all of the riders and horses come in on Sunday, and it was very short. I came prepared, obviously, having a young horse, I came prepared to kind of lunge and let him kind of settle in on his own time. And then they had Scott Hassler and Willie Arts there who taught the clinic, and they were there to assess the horses and riders. And honestly, it was literally just walk, trot, can, or run, kind of show a little bit what we're doing, and that was it. So it wasn't an instruction session or anything. Like, it was literally, let's see what your horse goes. Okay, thanks. <laughs> so, and as for preparing for him for this, I actually spent some time taking him to other stables, too, just so that I could, you know, really get to know him off property, because other than importing him from Ohio, or, well, to Ohio, you know, I didn't get a chance to really ride him at a lot of different places when the weather went bad. And then finally I got to Florida. So I ended up taking him to a few other places to just ride and get to know him in an unfamiliar atmosphere, I guess. Right. And and that's the best part about being down here, isn't it? Like it's, it's much easier. Things are more compact and, and it's actually a great place to bring a young horse because you really can get a lot of different venues fairly easily that in Ohio or Kentucky, it's not as easy to do that, which is great. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, I think that's one of the best things about being down here. And one of the advantages you get when you, especially when you bring a youngster down here, which is fantastic. Were there any other, I know, uh, cause we actually sat together a little bit. Were there any other takeaways that you got from the forum? You know, it's kind of just really harping on the good basics, you know, riding your horse to correct contact, not doing too much. You know, I, I think there was a lot of that saying, you know, you've got to keep your horse accountable for going on their own and then be quiet, you know? And the other thing that I really loved about the lecture, but well, I guess the Q and A's that they had was that they were really adamant about making sure that people understood that, you know, the horses aren't pets. While they, I mean, my horses are to me, but at the same time, I still set those boundaries with them and making sure that, you know, that it is safe for everybody that's involved in the sport. And with my horses personally, I'm a big advocate on that because I see a lot of people, you know, letting the horses get into their own spaces and 
they need a firm hand. They're big animals, right? <laughs> yeah, they talked about, and especially because this was geared to young horses. And then um, right. Craig Stanley did a great groundwork demonstration uh, both days. Um, basically, you know, how to properly teach a horse to stand, how to properly teach a horse to lead, how to properly stand at the mounting block. Like, like just basic things, but actually really important things, especially when you're teaching youngsters. I thought that that was really fascinating and, and, and really cool. Just it's as a reminder for all of us, because sometimes we all get on and we let the horses walk away a little bit or, you know, walk yep. a little bit in our space or give them a cookie and on. I'm, I'm guilty. Philip yells at me all the time. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, the point was like, these are big animals and they need to have a defined space. They need to, right. you know, you need to put good foundation on them so that when they are scared, you know, there are certain ways to stand and certain ways to not stand and, and how to hold the reins, which sometimes we forget, you know, you don't think about it. And then you're like, oh, am I doing that? Like, for example, holding your hand over the rein versus under, because you have much more, um, you're a lot pow more powerful that way. Just certain things, but actually, just, even as just as a horse person, uh, they were really good reminders. Um, the other thing that I thought that was really great was uh, the the piece about alignment. Both Scott and Willie were were very big into alignment with the young horses, and uh, I thought that was that was really really helpful um, because you know as a young horse they're not aligned, <laughs> they're all over the place, no, especially no. the big the yep. big guys, you know. And and I thought that was really cool how they how they showed us that um, and worked on that. So. Um, it was really, it was a great conference and it was a really good, I mean, you know, we clapped, but again, we all clapped softly. So the horses would get to know clapping and, you know, you don't think about it when you ride older horses or when you're at Friday night lights, but you know, that they have to learn about clapping and, and learn about those things. So I thought that that was pretty Absolutely. cool. Yeah. Well, fantastic. Well, Alex, if people are looking to find you in Ohio or here in Florida, how could they do that online? They can Google my name and my website should come up. My business name is Imperial Dressage and they can always call or email, whatever. That's on my website as well. So yeah, I'd love to have people reach out. That'd be great. Fantastic. Awesome. Well, Alex, thank you so much. Oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, as you can hear, it was a great forum. Keep an eye on the USDF forums, everybody. They really are fantastic. And especially this one was during Five Star Week here in Wellington. So I hope they do it again next year. It was a really, really great event. Well, our next guest is a regular now, and we adore her. Wendy Murdoch is coming on the show to tell us all about her amazing adventures she's been on. Well, we are so excited to have Wendy Murdoch from the Murdoch Method here back on the show. Wendy, welcome. Thanks. It's always good to be here. We love it when you come and visit, visit us because you always have amazing adventures. So what adventure are you on now? So I have a tough life. I have just spent the past month in Costa Rica teaching people riding while on retreat. How how cool is it? I mean, really, I, I, I get all hands up right now. What? I want to do this. Like, tell wow. me more. Yeah. Tell me more. Don't so I work in partnership with CRK Training and Equisol. Equisol is our partners down here in Costa Rica, and they organize everything in Costa Rica. We take applications for the people that are going to join us, and this year we did three different groups. So the first group was mostly riding instruction and a tiny bit of trail rides. The second one was half and half, and then this one is a lot more trekking, and uh, everybody's actually right now down on the beach going for a gallop. 
No kidding. Uh, yeah. So I, I had to talk to you guys, so I missed the gallop, but that's oh, okay. <laughs> well, thank you. Thanks for taking one for the team. We love it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so now how, how do yeah. you sign up for this? Tell us, tell um, us what the whole process is. So basically CRK training handles the signups and, oh, I have a workshop. In fact, what's today? Thursday? I don't know when this airs, but where we have had my online course has been open. It closes tomorrow, Friday. And so my online course is called The Effortless Rider. And in association with The Effortless Rider, we send out invitations to people to join us in Costa Rica. Now, you don't have to have joined Effortless Rider online course to come, but that's where a lot of the people, they get they get a notice about it. And so they're like the first ones to jump on the bandwagon um, and sign up. But basically, the we send out an email. I send it out through my email list. So if people want to join my email list, they can go to my website. And then when we're opening the next retreat for signups, uh, they'll get an email because we're actually tomorrow, the team is all getting together and we're deciding our dates for 2021 because we, we've already know we're coming back. So basically that's the process, but the online course closes tomorrow. And there was a free workshop associated with it with uh, four different modules of exercises that people can do to improve their riding. I do a little bit of Feldenkrais. I do this cool thing with a mirror, which I don't think you've ever seen, where you can use a mirror to improve your symmetry for riding because your brain can't tell the difference between a really good image and reality. And it's a lesson in my 55-minute fixes book that I show you how to do that. But that's one of the, the lessons in the free online workshop. So I'm kind of wandering around here, but free online workshop, closes soon, then people can sign up for the online course, which is lifetime and tons of instruction and information. And those are the people we generally contact first about coming to Costa Rica. But again, like I said, with this group, we've had people that um, have come from all walks of life. It's such an interesting group and so diverse that it's been really, we have people from West Coast, East Coast, all different riding styles. And, um, and we're all here because we love horses, which is really cool. Gosh, so tell us what's what what happens in the week at course. Like what what do you do? So here in Costa Rica, we depending on which level you're in, the first one is mostly instruction, the second one is half and half, and the third one is more trekking. I teach in the arena and get everybody up to speed because the horses have all gotten used to being ridden in in the way I, my style of teaching, which is about gravity and alignment and gravity, like we did with you in Florida. Yeah. Um, and it, I have to say that after I started teaching here, they didn't want any other instructors down here. <laughs> yes. They've really <laughs> embraced my my instruction and they love it. And so the horses are really used to it. And it's so fascinating to watch people that get on a strange horse and want to tell it how to move according to the way they've been riding and how the horses respond to that. And then when they start to let go and everybody gets a massage while they're here and we have yeah. swimming and fabulous meals and everybody starts to loosen up. <laughs> yeah. Alcohol. Um, yeah. I was going to say, mm-hmm, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can watch the horses and they're like, Oh, you're fine. You're getting it now. Good. <laughs> Thank you. These horses are, they really know their job and they're really good at their job. And, and it's very different down here in terms of what they have for horses. These are super sturdy, what's called criollo, which is a bit of Spanish, a little bit of paso, maybe some Andalusian, maybe something else, but they're super sturdy and they're so sure-footed and, you know, like when we ride down the road, motorcycles, cars, every, nothing bothers them. And 
it's so unusual to sit on a horse that nothing bothers it. <laughs> yeah, so, that's so nice, though. That yeah, is really it's, nice. It's really that's nice. Helpful. Right. And so you watch everybody kind of soften and let down. And then we always end on the beach with all the classes and just depending on the level of the group, whether or not they go for a trot, a canter or a gallop. And it's just, you know, then we can swim the horses uh, or take them to the river. And the other thing that's really nice is that the people that are here, our local group, Equisol, they, they're part of the community. And so you get to see what it's like to live in Costa Rica and we have traditional meals, um, during lunch and it's, it's just really awesome. And the howler monkeys are in the trees. What? <laughs> Sounds like a dream. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Phil is like, Phil goes to all the, all the fancy, awesome places. I feel like, I feel like this is on your list. Yeah. 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 Well, so, I actually, I have to go to Belize next week, but Costa Rica um, so bad. Yeah. next year. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> so I it's neat. And it. the howler monkeys, if you've never seen a howler monkey, they're, they have a big long tail and vibration sets them off because they, they howl to like tell everybody where their territory is. So if um, a diesel engine and a lot of the cars down here are diesel drive on underneath the howler monkeys, they all start howling. What? So it's really, and the birds are amazing. The birds are amazing. I saw these huge parrots. We went out riding one day and just these three really huge parrots. So the birding and the ocean and the sun and the pool and the, the, our chef is so amazing. Like she goes down to the, um, to the, beach and that like they can just fish like just right offshore because it drops off so fast and so she gets fresh tuna right out of the ocean and that's what we have for dinner or shrimp that's right out of the ocean someone has to do it right someone has to you're not gonna want to go home oh my gosh and how many per group actually go on this trip so we have a maximum of 12 per group and we really can't take more than 12, just to, the logistics start getting difficult. But 12 is a great number. It's the same number as what I take on Safari to Africa, which I will be going in September. Ooh, how do you find more information out about that? <laughs> That's on my website, Safari. There's a little button on the top menu. We're full for 2020. We have two groups going. And so we go every two years on Safari. And so the next time is 2022. And I've already had a lot of people interested. But you can download the free guidebook for Africa Safari from my website if they just go to the store. And it's a 60-page document that Brad, my guy, created so that, you know, you have all the information you need about, you know, how to get there, what you need, visas, and all that sort of stuff. So if anybody's interested in Safari, they just need to go and download the um, Safari free booklet on my web store and once we and then and join the mailing list because as soon as we open 2022, which probably won't be till I go there this September, we'll put out an email and start taking signups. Um, so yeah, so oh, I get to travel. Wendy, around I, a I had bit. no idea you were you were doing these projects as well. I mean, uh, yeah, I'm a no woman idea. of many we, hats. We talk to you all the time, yeah. and we had no idea. <laughs> yeah. uh, I know. Sometimes I can't keep up with it, but. Yeah, and, and, and so, I'll tell you, both Phil and I have done a safari in Africa, and if you ever now we have not done it with you, and I did not do mine on horseback, but uh, it, it's it's a life changing experience for it's sure. It's really special, and we go to the Masai Mara, and mm. yeah. the they have formed a conservancy with the Maasai, and I've been going since two thousand eight, so this will be my 
what, 11th year. Of go- I didn't go every year, but basically I've done eight trips so far, and this will make my ninth, but I've got two weeks. And so they they formed this conservancy, and so the Maasai have moved their manatas back, and as a result, the game has just proliferated, and it's so you can you can sit there and see 15 different species in a glance. It's yeah. amazing. And we always go in September, which is during the Great Migration. The It's the largest land animal migration in the world. It's 1.5 million wildebeest that travel from the Serengeti up into Kenya, into the Mara, following the Gnu rains, they call it, which is little rains. And they're just following the rain in the grass, and they migrate back down into Tanzania around October. Yeah. How amazing. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, Wendy, we again, we had no idea you did the all these amazing adventures and and that's also a riding one as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But oh. you don't have to ride. I mean, if you don't ride, you can go in the vehicle and we have a top guide for that who's a photographic guide. He actually guided for the movie Cats that Disney put out. And so he's amazing. He's been out there for 40 years. He totally knows the landscape. He totally knows the animals and he's a great guide. So if you have a spouse that doesn't ride and you want them to come with you or a friend, they can go in the vehicle. And we, like I said, we, we take 10 because Brad and I both go. So that's Brad's vacation. He yes. loves going to Africa. Yes, I would and, think so. <laughs> yes, and it's a, it's a, yeah, right. It's a mobile tented camp. That And what that means is that we're out under canvas. It's all canvas tents. Everything's packed out. And as we move, they break camp, only leave ashes, travel to the next site, set it up. We ride into hors d'oeuvres, hot showers, drinks, and then have a candlelight dinner. Glamping. It's glamping. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I don't do it. I, I, yeah, oh. I'm not into the <laughs> girl. No way. Oh my this gosh. Amazing. Both, do you do yeah. any more? Like why we're, why we're talking about these amazing retreats. Do you do any more? Well, I, okay. So I have some plans about some other ones, either to Iceland or to Machu Picchu. There's a, what? a <laughs> Phil and I, I want to be on these, yet. Wendy. Seriously, <laughs> Phil and I put us on the list. I want to be on the mailing. How do we get on the mailing list again? You go to my website and you just sign up for my mailing list. And also, if you go to Facebook and like the Murdoch Method page, I put up information about all those things on there too. So, yep. Yeah. Cool. So, when will the other trips be available? So, I'm still working on oh, them. God. Yeah, it takes it takes a couple of years of planning. I'm in negotiation with Machu Picchu. It the thing about that one is you start at like ten thousand feet and go up, so people have to be prepared to stay a couple of days at ten thousand and get adjusted to the altitude before we start climbing further. So I have to kind of see how that all that's going to work out. Iceland, I'm still just in the really early stages, working on that. But the other other thing I'm really thinking about. Um, is that I go to Equitana and that's in Germany every two years. It's every two years. And that's coming up next year in March. And I have found a translator so that if I'm thinking about doing a safari to Equitana for Americans or yes. English speakers, right? Oh, and she's fun. delightful. And, you know, basically you go, you got a hotel and she takes you around and she can translate anything. And the shopping, mm-hmm. the shopping, the shopping, oh, the yeah. shopping. Is it's amazing. Can't even, can't even talk about have it. you been? It's so... I have been once when I was a kiddo. I was when I lived oh. in Germany, but I, I remember enough. It was actually a really quick Sunday afternoon. It was not long enough. And I remember being like, I want to come back here. But it's, you know, um, I, it, like it 90,000 makes... square meters of shopping and horses yeah. and demos in every building. There's two demo rings that run from 10 to seven. Then there's the hop top show 
which is like Cirque du Soleil meets Disneyland with horses. And it's, they have this huge back wall that's an LED wall and there, they have like volcanoes and, you know, and these guys riding with fire and they had four, four foreign hands. And this, this arena was not that big, four foreign hands at speed doing drill pattern with lights on their wheels. So they turned out the lights in the arena and all you could see was the wheels and the lights on the horses, you know, like so LED cool. lights. So amazing. <laughs> wow. Wow. That sounds that pretty cool. Amazing. Yeah. It's yeah. really so cool. cool. And um, Equitana's USA is coming to the States this yes. October, actually. So yes, I, it's like Kentucky. Or September. Yep, last mm-hmm. weekend in September. So That's I right. literally come off safari and I fly home and I have two days to get to Kentucky and set up my booth because I'm going to be demonstrating at Equitana USA. Yes. Oh, how fun. <laughs> so I'll have Surefoot so cool. demos there. And we haven't even talked about Surefoot. It's doing awesome. There's just, I, I have just been so overwhelmed with the positive response from all the veterinarians from AAP that really got it. So that's just, that's, that's one more so thing I'm working on right now. You're going to have to clone <laughs> like, yourself. That's it. Right? I know. I, I, we're like, wait, 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 okay. So I'm just going to put this out here. I need an, an executive assistant. I really do. And <laughs> I'm going to be writing a job description and looking for somebody. So if anybody out there is listening and they have the kind of skills with social media and man, you know, just, running a variety of things because it's kind of a broad job opportunity. Just pop me an email, wendy at wendymurdoch.com. If you're interested, it'll probably be like a virtual job because I live in a county where there's only 7,000 people. (laughs) um, And you're never there anyway. And you're never there. So they have to be online. Exactly. So yeah, cloning has not happened yet. So I, I can't quite go there. So this is the next thing. It's time for me to find some help and help me with scheduling and all that good stuff. Fantastic. Well, Wendy, one more time, how can people find you online and all these amazing adventures that Phil and I want to put our names in for too? Okay. So my website is murdochmethod.com. That's M-U-R-D-O-C-H-M-E-T-H-O-D.com. I'm on Facebook with Murdoch Method. I have a Murdoch Method YouTube channel, and I also have the Surefoot, Surefoot Equine Facebook page. So you can just Google Wendy Murdoch. That's actually the easiest way to find me. Um, if you spell it with a Y, you'll notice that there's someone else who spells it with an I and she's clearly not me. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but the two of us come up and, and you'll recognize the one with the horse. That's me and not the other one. Um, so yeah, they can find me online. And if there's anything that they're interested in like that, there's, like I said, on my website, there's Safari, Surefoot. And, um, for Costa Rica, if they join my mailing list, they'll get updates on that. Awesome. 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 Well, thank you so much, Wendy. As always, we love having you on the show and hopefully you can go grab that gallop down by the ocean. It sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I have a, I might have a shot tomorrow. So I love it. (laughs) Thanks Wendy. And we can't wait to talk to you next month. Yeah. Take care. Thanks. Well, Phil, I have been loving my stability stirrup leathers this week. I am getting ready to show follow me tomorrow, actually, in 4-3. So we're making a big jump, and we've been really, really working on our trot. And I really, really love these stirrups because they really, really help me with that trot and sitting. So I'm a, I'm <laughs> a, such a huge fan. Uh, that's fantastic. Yeah, Total Salafet's <laughs> come up with some products that are really helpful for riders and helpful for horses and help helpful for bringing horses and riders together to perform their best. So, you know, really appreciate the products from Total Saddle Fit and they are great and they are made quality. So everybody should check them out at totalsaddlefit.com. Well, 
We have a great Total Saddle Fit tip of the week from Jessica Spracklin. She stayed on to give us a tip, and I hope you enjoy it. This week's dressage training tip is brought to you by Total Saddle Fit, home of the shoulder relief girth at totalsaddlefit.com. For this week's Total Saddle Fit Tip of the Week, we have Jessica Spracklin Gaston. She stayed on the show with us. Jess, welcome back for this segment. Hi, guys. Well, we are so happy to have you back on. And we were we were talking about a trainer tip, uh, kind of tying back into the young horse training idea. So what do you have for us this week? I want to talk a little bit about discipline. It's super important when it comes to young horses, especially because you let them, you let them have an inch and it's a mile and it's as riders and trainers and even, even instructors, it's easy to let, you know, one little habit slide, but one habit turns into a lifelong habit, which turns into an issue that you then have to fix. So every day you come to the ring or you come into the barn and it's really important to pause and take a deep breath and remind yourself of what you're working on with your horse and, you know, say your horse was pawing in the cross ties yesterday and you have to remind yourself that you have to take the time and correct that habit so he doesn't become a lifelong digging to China in the cross ties. (laughs) That's a, that's awesome. It's a very good one. We, we kind of touched on too the standing at the mounting block. That was a big one, wasn't it? Oh, yes. How many of our horses walk off and just start waltzing away as you start to get on? And that's just discipline. Yeah. Not a single one of mine. I'll tell you that because I had, <laughs> I, 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 had a t- I had a really bad fall because a horse walked off and I ended up, mm-hmm. I ended up actually getting on the horse behind the saddle because he just scooted forward and uh, that was the one, yeah. Of, yeah, one of the most scariest th- things I've ever had happen because he didn't like that I did not land in the saddle, and then pff, right, we were gone, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. oh, it scared me so much that every single horse that I mount has to stand there. Me has too. To. I had a bad yeah. at mounting accident too. My horses all stand too. I think you have a mounting accident happen because it is actually one of the, if not the most dangerous thing you'll do. Mm-hmm. And I, I am very careful. Jess can tell you, cause she worked for me for a long time. Like our horses <laughs> stand and they even get a sugar and I don't even care. Yeah. I like, mean, yeah, can. it doesn't matter. You have to use a sugar. That's, uh, that's fine. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's one of the most dangerous moments that you'll have. Even, even if the, you know, the horse is great and blah, 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 he's fine. Blah, blah, blah. But you know, I get horses from like, that had a previous career as a hunter or a jumper or whatever. And they're like halfway down the arena before they, before you're on. And it's just, I'm just not all about that. So they they have to stand, they have to stand to be cross-tied. They have to, you know, just all the, all the little things you Mm -hmm. have to be super, super disciplined about. I I like the tip a lot. Yeah. My, I have another one guys, just being disciplined about keeping your horse in front of your leg. That's a, that's actually a, a, a pet peeve of mine, you know, like, you know, you're walking around or you're not paying attention. You're talking to your friend and next thing you know, your horse is like plodding behind your leg. That kind of drives me crazy. <laughs> not I know lie. it does Reese. I know. Yeah. That, that, that is one of those that just like drives me nuts. So yeah. So that, that, that's another one, but that's a discipline thing too. You know, again, you're, you're not paying attention to it. And the next thing you know, you're like, wait a minute, mm-hmm. like this is not good. So 
That's another, that's one of mine, my, my little pet peeves as well. So, but, but just in general, I think it's just a good reminder. I think it's a really good tip and, and especially for everybody in the middle of winter and, and, you know, it, it, these are little things that sometimes slide and, and they become a big thing Mm -hmm. later on or when you get to the horse show or, or all the things. So really good tip, Jess. So how could our listeners find you online if they have any more questions for you? They can find me on Facebook and Instagram. My um, training business is Majestic Dressage. Majestic is spelled with a K at the end. Fantastic. Well, Jess, we can't wait to have you back on the program really soon. Awesome. Well, guys, terrific show. I'm glad I got to sit in on one. And I wanted to remind everybody about our auditor program. We have an auditor program, too, here. It's not just for clinics. Uh, so we we have auditors. Our auditors are people that really find value in listening to Reese and Philip or any of the other shows, and they want to donate a little bit to to Reese and Philip every month. And you can do that for as little as three dollars a month. You can go to horseradionetwork.com, scroll down the right hand side of the page, you'll see our auditor banner. What that gets you is well, there's some perks there listed on the auditor page, but also you get into the super secret, super special auditor. Facebook page. And let me tell you, that is a family in there. They discuss everything. And I mean everything and anything in there, but it's very positive. It's very upbeat. It's not like normal Facebook pages to see in the horse world. This is a private page and they really truly are. They're fans of ours and they really take our positivity here at the Horse Radio Network and bring it to the page to help each other. We just went on a cruise with about 40 of them and it was so much fun. We had a blast because everybody knew each other from the auditor page already. So they were friends to begin with. Uh, we missed you, Phil. We missed you guys this year. <laughs> yeah. I want to yeah. go. It's always, it always <laughs> looks like so much fun. Well, what so. we're going to start doing is we're going to start doing a land one one year. At, at, we're going to go to a resort an all-inclusive resort, and then we're going to do a cruise the next year. So the people who don't like cruises can oh, go to the land okay. one. Okay. Yeah, oh, that's good a good idea. Yep. Branch so, out. Yep. We're looking at a New York one next. I'm negotiating with them now that has a lot of riding, actually. So we're, we're looking at that right now. But yeah, so if you want to become an auditor, we would appreciate your support. Half the money that comes in every month from the auditor group goes back to our hosts, including Reese and Phillips. So they get a little bit of a raise every month thanks to you guys. We appreciate it. And yes, another perk for us. So we, we announced our book club book and we're going to talk about it again. It's four legs, move my soul an authorized biography of dressage Olympian, Isabel Vert. Awesome book. And, and to be a reviewer of the book, you have to be part of the auditor page. And we pick from the auditors uh, that, that are interested in reviewing the books. So that's also right, a perk. Yeah, and we send them a book and then we have them on to talk about the book. So it's a, it's a little perk, you know, to being an auditor and just being in on the, in on the action, I guess. I could exactly. Say. So again, four legs move my soul, and you can find that at horseandriderbooks.com. So we're really excited to have that book, and it's fantastic. I kind of want to reread it. I've already read it, but I want to reread it again. It's a great book. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm working on it about halfway through. It is it is a, a really, really cool book. It's a cool book. It's about Isabel Yeah, Barrett. I guess we'll, 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 we'll take time to review it later, but we can't wait to get to it next month. Absolutely. Well, you can find our show notes and links to today's guests on our website, dressageradio.com. Like us on Facebook, just search Dressage Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter at Horse Radio. My website is maplecrestfarmky.com, and my email is reese at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me best probably at Facebook, or my email is philip at horseradionetwork.com. I'd like to thank our sponsors for allowing us to put on a show. And don't forget to check out all the other shows on the Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. 
As always, keep your heels down and your shoulders back, and we will talk to you next week. 